And we're back once again with yet another special interview. Uh, this has been so much fun. I've just really been having a blast uh, getting to know the, the cast members of our Christmas Carol project uh, a little bit better. Uh, it's just so much fun to collaborate with people um, from all over the, the world, across the pond. It's, it's just so much fun. So today I have on with me a very special guest who is playing the role of Caroline, which uh, if you're familiar with Christmas Carol, you probably remember who, who that role is. Uh, but if not, it is uh, such a cool role because it just it's one of those instances that really illustrates the whole purpose of, you know, everything that Scrooge goes through and stuff. Anyway, enough of my jabbering. Amanda Bourne, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's great to have you on here. Um, so you are uh, also British. I think uh, all three guests so far has have been uh, uh, British. Um, that it's just so cool to me to have people with like the the real accents. I just kind of pretend. But um, are you uh, you were born and raised uh, in in Britain? There. Yeah, yeah. I've always lived in the south coast of of England, so um, kind of close to Sam in London. But yeah, it's nice, quite quiet nice. where I live. Okay, great. Well, very cool. Uh, but yeah, you just give uh, give the audience a little bit of background on on you, uh, how you got into voiceover work, and you do uh, beyond just voice stuff. You also do like real acting too, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, most most of my work is quite visual. It's actually only nice. this year that I started voice acting, so it's kind of a new field for me. But it's been really, really exciting. So um, awesome. Yeah, I. I I graduated um, from uni this year, my acting degree, so not the best time, but um, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's been great to try out different things. The voiceover is obviously yeah. great, and we're in lockdown part two now, so it's um, something I can do and still be creative, so it's it's been good. Yeah, that's awesome. So what got you first like started with voiceover work, and, and where did that kind of come from? Well, I mean, I, I guess acting. Where, where did the acting side of things come from? I guess you just told us how you got into voice acting. So um, the actual other acting, um, I guess voiceover artists would be upset if I if I um, use the word real acting, but you, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, well, I've always, I've always liked acting. I never wanted to be an actor when I was younger. I actually wanted to be a vet, but then I realized that that's quite hard. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, it's very different, but I've, I've always loved doing performing and I always used to make my own short films just like for fun with my friends when I was younger. So oh, wow. I think I didn't realize it was, it was, I didn't really realize it was filmmaking when I was younger, but um, that's nice. what I used to do. Well, they weren't necessarily you... any good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got to start somewhere. Uh, do you, do you like still have them? Um, some of them, some of them will never be seen by people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can have I've got some, too. I've got some creative work like that too. That's, <laughs> I think that's, that's pretty normal. I think it's to be expected as, as we, we learn and grow as, yeah, as creative professionals. Well, awesome. Um, yeah. So I guess maybe, uh, the next question would be just kind of how you found, um, this, uh, project and how you got on board with, with, uh, with doing this. Yeah, so um, well, I obviously saw your post on Facebook, and I I can't remember exactly whether you said what charity it was for, but I I used to do the um the Operation Christmas Child every year at school. We used to make uh, shoe boxes and send no them way. out. Yeah, so I I knew the charity, and I I used to always love doing it. And it was actually a couple of years ago I really wanted to do it again, huh. um, but I just forgot what the charity was called and then when you posted that i was like ah. wow <laughs> so that is so cool 
yeah so I, I was I didn't know of the charity so I was really excited by that at first and obviously Christmas Carol is a classic so I was just like definitely I want to be involved in this so yeah yeah it fits all around that's so cool that is that is crazy I've um like I know Operation Christmas Child like they're they're, they're huge they're you know worldwide and stuff but I still find a lot of people don't know who they are so that's that's so cool that you knew who the who they were so uh, just for any of the listeners just to clarify um if you're like what is she talking about um the uh, uh the Christmas Carol version that we're doing here is not just me reading a book this is over 20 actors coming together doing all the voices all the character parts we're doing music we're doing sound effects it's fully produced it's going to be incredible uh and Amanda was gracious enough to be a part of that um and all of it is in benefit of operation christmas child so if you listen to the show for any amount of time you know that we do the serialized versions for free on the podcast it's always going to be the case they're they're free for you but if you want to support the podcast and in this case if you want to support operation christmas child and the wonderful work that they're doing to just bring some christmas cheer to those people who need it most uh you can purchase the full version of the audiobook and that 100 goes towards supporting operation christmas child so i'm going to put instructions for how to how to go ahead and pre-order the book uh, as we finish it up down in the show notes below. So uh, Amanda, with A Christmas Carol, what what was it like? What was your kind of your first experience? Is that a book you've been familiar with for a long time? Or I guess I just assume that everybody in in, uh, in Great Britain, you know, is uh, is like a, a Dickens aficionado, but I, I, I don't want to assume that necessarily. Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure I, I have read it in school, I'm sure. But the first time that I remember actually enjoying it, was um, I went to see like an amateur version, a play of it in the theatre when I was probably about 12. And I just thought, because it's quite, you know, old English. Uh-huh. I didn't understand all of it, but I, I really enjoyed it. It was it was quite funny, which I didn't expect it to be. Like aspects mm-hmm. were quite comical. So that's probably the first memory I think of it. I, I'm sure I've read the nice. book. But yeah, that was yeah. definitely one. Oh, that's that's so cool! It's it's cool how things like that stick in your head that you got the the events, the things that you've you've actually participated in or you know, gone and seen like that. That really sticks with you, seeing it brought to life in that way. So, um, yeah, I, I want to go into your character a bit, uh, the the character of Caroline. Um, just yeah, maybe talk about you know what that was like. Um, you know how familiar you were with that, and what it was like. You know, just kind of um, working on bringing that character to life uh, here in in the production that we did. Yeah, well, it was it was fun because it was quite. When I heard the first rehearsal that we did, I didn't expect so many different kind of accents. So mm-hmm. I I did quite an RP accent, I guess, for this character. Um, just because I didn't really okay, think so, about. So for the Americans out there, RP, uh, I've... <laughs> I think rocket projectile, but I don't think that's what you mean. No, um, sorry. So it's like received pronunciation. <laughs> so it's like the queen, how the queen speaks, I I, I suppose. Ah, Very okay. well pronounced. Um, sorry, I completely forgot. That's probably English slang. <laughs> no, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, and everyone else did more of kind of an old kind of Sweeney Todd style old English so it was just really interesting to hear because obviously the character she they owe money to Scrooge um but I kind of so I guess maybe she probably wasn't from a rich background but I just it was just interesting everyone's different takes on the characters and I didn't really remember her character when I auditioned for it I just kind of liked her description and when I read the script I was like oh it's quite like an emotional quite heavy scene they have a lot of yeah 
there's a lot of their life could just you know they could be homeless they could be out on the street if they can't pay the debt so it's quite an important scene um so yeah that was it was it was interesting to read and just interesting everyone's different takes on on the characters it was it was really good nice yeah, and I think that's been one of the funnest things that I've, I think I mentioned this in the other interviews, just the the collaboration and just getting other people's takes on it. Because um, I don't know, I yeah, with the with the podcast, long time listeners will know this is the third time we've actually ended up doing this. So I recorded it one time, and I had really really bad equipment. Recorded it a second time, and it was way better, hopefully. Um, and then so this is the the third time that we've done a Christmas Carol, and um, just. I I'm so into it in my version of doing it that coming out of it and be like, wow, you know, that person completely interpreted this scene like totally differently mm. than I ever would have thought. It's just so cool to, to see that, that variation there. Um, yeah. So anyway, you did an awesome job. I, I love that scene. I think it's very Ooh. poignant. Um, one of those, you know, it's kind of tearjerker type scenes. <laughs> um, so with uh, Christmas uh, and all that sort of thing, what uh, would you say is your favorite memory of Christmas? It could be you know, experience or a, a gift or just something that sticks in your mind of the, the awesomeness of Christmas. Um, I think I was thinking about this the other day because I'm a massive fan of Christmas. So <laughs> this is my first Christmas project. So I was so excited to do it as well because nice. I'm a massive Christmas fan. Um, but I think my, in my family, we always... It's a tradition, but I'm sure everyone else does it. We always go out as a family to get the Christmas tree. So we always get a real Christmas tree every year just nice. because that's what we like to do. So, um, and so I just always remember when I was younger, we'd get this massive Christmas tree and try and fit it in the car. And then me and my sister would be like <laughs> squished either side of it. And then we'd all go home, listen to like Michael Bublé and decorate the tree together. So that's wow, just that's my favorite thing. And we still do that. I'm 23 and we st- I still have to go and choose the tree and decorate it. Cause I just, so yeah, cool. it's just nice and family orientated and yeah. I love that. I love Christmas. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, there's just, there's just nothing better. It is it is a wonderful time of year, and I'm just so excited that we can bring this uh, special thing um, to to people. You know, during during this time, I know it's it's a hard time for a lot of people. I think in a lot of ways, it's probably going to be a hard Christmas for a lot of people, just with all the yeah. the craziness going on. Uh, but hopefully, you know, the, the the what we bring to people is just going to uh, you know be a little little light in the darkness, a little uh, piece of joy to enjoy during this uh, this type. Uh, uh, time of year so thank you amanda so much for being willing to to you know lend your talent to this it's it's been so much fun um i do want to give you the opportunity to just kind of tell people you know what anything you're working on now and um you know anything you'd like to promote or have people check out uh, I, I we have a very generous audience here at another world audiobooks <laughs> and always just love to to kind of promote the, the the guests and and the people who, who make this all happen yeah well as I said, obviously, I'm new to the voiceover world, so I haven't got any podcasts to watch, but um, I did work on a exciting um, spoken word piece with a with an art, a UK artist called Confidential, and we released oh. a single called This Is Not The Same, and it's on Spotify and Apple Music. So Confidential, oh, nice. Life's Not The Same, definitely check it out. And it's very much about the lockdown and kind of coping and the world, so it's qu- wow. quite you know heavy, but... <laughs> definitely give yeah. it a listen timely um, yeah <laughs> not quite as That's jolly so cool. as christmas carol but 
<laughs> well, they can go listen to that, and then when they're done, they can come download uh, the episode that drops on Sunday of Stave One of Christmas Carol. So I'm going to be putting the link uh, to that, Amanda, down in the show notes. So if anybody wants to check out Amanda's uh, work, they can uh, do that there in the show notes. So thank you again, Amanda, so much. Really thank appreciate you. you coming on and just kind of sharing some stuff with the audience. Thank you so much, Brady. It's been fun. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When I was in school, I absolutely hated writing. It wasn't until I was a bit older that I came to understand the power of words. If you're a business owner, you understand that power too. A business blog, when done right, can drive sales, increase revenue, and get you more customers. But as a business owner, you probably don't have the time to do all that writing. Plus, if you're not a copywriter by trade, you might feel like you're just kind of throwing words out there and they're not actually accomplishing anything. The good news is, there's a simple solution. Check it out. I call it the ultimate blog post checklist for businesses with online stores. This checklist will allow you to write better, more effective articles that convert readers into buyers. It's full of easy-to-follow examples to get your creativity flowing based on experience of nearly a million words written. And best of all, it's effective on any type of article in any industry or niche. I've successfully used this exact checklist on topics from pool table reviews to investment advice. Tired of spending tons of time writing stuff that doesn't convert? This checklist will change that by giving you highly effective blog posts and articles that transform readers into paying customers. Go to Invicta.Enterprises slash free checklist and start saving time and transforming your writing now. That's Invicta.Enterprises slash free checklist.